Help I Got a Mac, podcast episode number 44. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Chris Biting. And Chris Brighting is coming to us through the marvelous, marvelous power of his USB-powered rock band microphone. Yeah, I normally use a, a Plantronics headset, and I left it at work, and I did some quick thinking, and I remembered I have a rock band, and uh, so I'm using that microphone. So if anybody needs a good podcasting mic and you got rock band, just plug it into your Mac, and it just automatically recognizes it. There you go. So, Chris, what's going on, man? You got some power finally? Yeah, uh, for those who didn't know, Cincinnati was, we uh, we felt Hurricane Ike last week and we had really strong winds and knocked out a lot of power and I was without power until Saturday. So that is a whole week. That is absolutely crazy. We are not used to getting 75 mile per hour winds up here unless there's a tornado blowing about and yeah. we certainly got them this week and you were without power for what, almost a full week, weren't you? Almost a full week. It 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 was uh, it was pretty painful, man. How about damage uh, I really to the house? Wished none, none. Good, Sounds good, good. Well, yeah. we certainly uh, our our thoughts and prayers are with those who are still without power uh, throughout certain portion portions of the country, and even worse than that, people without a home. And uh, just hope things work out for you guys, and and that you'll be back to uh, maybe a normal lifestyle here before too long. Yep. So, Chris. I hear there's something going on in the area of sharethis.com. Uh, I, I believe there's like some kind of news article out there on CNET. What's what's the story I'm reading about? <laughs> yeah, uh, CNET uh, did a quick little tease about uh, some new features that I've been hinting around about um, on our show. That uh, the headline is is share this the next dig, and uh, if you go to cnet.com and just search in a news section under webware. And uh, there's a story there. Basically, what, what we're doing is we're launching a, a brand new uh, button for publishers that's faster, has more options, all that kind of stuff. But the big thing that people are kind of talking about is what's called our share box. And we have a share box now. And what it is is every time you, you send something to a friend or post it to your blog or Twitter or, or submit it to Dig or Reddit, a copy of that. Um, right now, it only works on email, but a copy of that is saved in your share box, so you can refer back to it later. Gotcha. And the thought is, is we're taking that basic concept, and what we're doing is we're thinking about what people share and how people can basically go to the site and see what people are sharing, kind of like what people are digging, only this, you don't even need to submit anything. You just need to share it to a friend or something like that, and we, we categorize it and, and log it and all that good stuff. So will, and, uh, will I have like my own sharethis.com slash my username? Yes. And will I have an RSS feed? Yes. Sweet. I like it. Yeah. Um, I- we're, we're launching a, a, a private beta um, on October 6th. So You know what you could do? Oh, my gosh. I just thought of something. You could take your share this RSS feed and you could, hmm. Well, first of all, if I were to share an MP3 file, would it create a link to that MP3 file in the in the uh, actual page where or my RSS feed? 
Um, not sure at this point. Well, if it if it would, and I would I would strongly suggest that you guys consider doing that. It'd be awesome because then I could take and have my username be set up to where any MP3 file I find linked out there, I could then uh, click on the share this button and put it into that would be my share this uh, RSS feed. And of course, because it has a link to an MP3, I could take that feed from Share This, send it through FeedBurner, which would then do all the media enclosures, and I could have an on-the-fly Share This. Here's what I'm listening to podcast feed. That would be cool. Dude. We'll talk about that. Let's talk about that offline. All right, man. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and, and and I want some credit if that happens. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, we got some really exciting things happening. Um, not sure when the, the the private beta will open up to more people, but uh, I think we're going to limit to the first 100 people at gotcha. this point. Gotcha. Mainly ma- mainly industry people, things like that. So yeah, um, yeah, I might be able to sneak a couple people in. Who knows? Cool. All right. So what's going on in Apple news, man? Oh, by the way, before we, I, I I think this is very much Apple news as far as I'm concerned. And if anybody gets upset okay. about it, uh, well, you know, you get upset about it. That there's other things you could get upset about. But uh, I want to talk about you know the fact that hey, I'm a podcaster and I'm a PC. <laughs> the commercials. I sell fish. <laughs> it sounds like he says I'm selfish. Yes, I know. No, yeah, that is. I I love the commercial. To be honest with you, I do. Yeah. What, I, what I are your thoughts? Pretty cool commercial. I thought it was a pretty cool commercial. Um, I'm not real sure how I feel about the beginning part with the guys like, "Hey, I'm a PC and I've I've been made into a stereotype." I mean, I understand why they did it. Yeah. But to me, it's kind of Microsoft going, "Okay, we're now we're a little scared of of Apple." I don't think so. Yeah, I, I've heard that, but but go ahead. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong. I, I obviously you think what you think, but but no, I think the whole campaign's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of showing that you know normal people, not just the bean counters and the accountants and stuff like that, are Windows users, which is true because you know ninety percent of the of the world's population, you know, ninety percent plus use use a machine that's running Windows. Absolutely, so I, I understand the concept, but I think it's it's pretty cool. Um, you see, you know, I, this this might ahead. be the, uh, the this might have turned around the PC Mac ads because now when they run those things, uh, you know, it, Apple could come off a little snarky. Yes, yes. Matter of fact, um, I, I I I I think it was brilliant because the thing is, is Apple's had a free ride with John Hodgman. You know what I'm saying? It, it, oh yeah, free ride all the way down, and and it's like, um, and and of course, you know, they have they have been. Atta- you know the attack ads and and people are i've heard some people say well the new P- Mac- or the new microsoft ads are attack ads against apple it's like dude if even if that's the case even if it is the case the apple ads have been a blatant attack against microsoft oh yeah I mean, well they, they it's, have it's pe- a lot easier to be the little guy and, and and you know throw throw pointy sticks at the big guy. Yeah, but you're still but, you're still messing around with the giant. You're still flicking you know little rocks in the guy's eyes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I understand. It's um, David and the, Goliath. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I I like the ad. I think it's it's pretty cool. The the website. I don't know if you've been to it or not. It's really neat. They're doing this kind of thing where you can you can submit your own. You know, I'm a PC. And I think they're randomly choosing them, and they're going to be on one of the giant uh, LCD or LED signs in Times Square. And I've been to Times Square, and those things are giant. <laughs> I, I got one. 
I'm a PC and I produce a Mac a Mac podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, um, no, the uh, what I was going to say though is that you know obviously these Apple ads have been Microsoft attack ads, but they've been attacking the company, the 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 brand, the fact the fact that they're not. That, that they have refused to be hip and cool you know that right. you know they just they just aren't hip and cool i mean that's just it it's like oh here's my mo- home movies in, in over here and then here's your home movies and your home movies kind of look pretty bad or yeah. you know here's our photo albums and uh there's yours here's your vacation you know and stuff and and you're all we're, you're just not hip and cool and it's talking about microsoft but now I love what they did. They said, "Listen, I've I'm a PC and I've been made into a stereotype." And then they bring real human faces and human beings, not a human thinking, not a human doing, but a human being. And they they say, "When you say I'm a PC, you're talking about me, everyday Joe who uses a computer, who happens to spend about 500 to $800 less on their system because, well, we need a cheaper system that just still does what I need it to do because I sell fish. You know, and hey, I just got a beard. What, what else do I need? And, yeah. and, and so you've, they've put, they, have, they have personified PC as human beings. And now if Apple continues to use the stereotype People will start saying, you know what, wait a second. You know, I wear glasses and I wear glasses and I wear jeans. You know what I'm saying? I, I think, man, that thing is brilliant. I think it has to put an end to the Apple ads. Yeah, uh, at least it's going to make people go in a different direction. Well, yeah, the, I mean the John Hodgman ads that that they've been doing, which is sad to see. See, and and I and I do want to preface that because I want to tell everybody out there, I think. The Apple ads are the most brilliant marketing ads in the world. I have never seen anything more brilliant than the Apple versus PC ads. I will tell you that the reason, one of the main reasons leading to my decision to purchase a Mac computer was these advertisements. Yeah. I mean, it, they, have, they have been awesome. And even to this day, even though I've seen one of the commercials if i've seen if if there's a you know we dvr all of our content and if we're fast forwarding through commercials and all of a sudden i see a mac versus pc ad pull up on the screen I, even if i've only seen that one one time before i will make stephanie go back so i can watch it again yeah so oh I yeah mean, I'm, I'm the same way i gotta stop what i'm doing to watch it but I, I do like these ads i like them better than the uh, gates and seinfeld ads oh gosh those were horrible I heard. I thought were, the, go ahead. I thought, I thought the second one was was pretty funny, especially the long form version. If you watched it on Windows.com, I unfortunately watched it twice. <laughs> My gosh, what was I thinking? I was looking for those hidden meanings. Yeah, yeah. If you look too hard, your brain will hurt. Yeah. Oh man, it was. I, I literally. I'm like, dude, this is worse than some people's slideshows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on a. On, on another front of a, of an Apple competitor, the uh, Android is coming out tomorrow. Are you excited about that? You know, I am. Honestly, I, I'm extremely excited. You're, and, and for those who don't know, why don't you go ahead and explain what Android is real quick, Chris? Sure. Google, you know, the fine people that make Google.com and Gmail and Google Maps and all sorts of stuff, decided to come out with an, with an open 
OS for phones. That meant any manufacturer of the phone, any carrier could use this OS and develop it. Obviously, Google wants to do this because they're, I, I would think they're going to get into some kind of data collection and you know targeted ads and all that kind of stuff. Well, the right. first phone is coming out from T-Mobile. It's made by a company called HTC, who does really make some nice uh, phones. You know, I, I've used them, um, just played with them. They, they generally run Windows Mobile, but they're coming out with one called the HTC Dream. Um, I think it's going to be one ninety nine with a contract. But from what I can can find out, I don't think there's any lines at any uh, T-Mobile stores or kiosks waiting for this thing tomorrow. So I, you know, the thing is, is it's got a touch screen, right? Yes, and it, I mean. It's also got a slide-out keyboard, like you, like kind of like the um, the T-Mobile Sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Like I I would love to get my hands on one of those and play around with it. From what I understand, it, um, you know, Sprint came out with their, you know, whatever thing it's called, the Pocket Rocket or something. I have no idea. The, uh, instinct. Yeah, that thing. And uh, basically, the the whole problem there is um, the web browser is still cruddy. I mean, you don't have you're not able to still you're still not able to browse the web now on this. Um, what is it? What's Android? The right. web browser on that's going to be like a normal web browser, kind of like Safari, right? I think it's based off WebKit, which makes sense since Google Chrome is uh, based off WebKit. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of I'd love to see what they do. I would love to see them become a direct face-off competitor with the iPhone. Oh, absolutely. And, and if they do, I'd love them to become a direct competitor with the application store. Uh, obviously, you know, with my my frustrations with the app store, Apple needs somebody to just say, "Let you know, here here's what it looks like when you have a free market." And and I and if they do, I hope it turns out to be just as successful as as the old Palm OS uh, applications and and all the different places you could go and buy and 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 not be hindered by what you install on your system. Yeah, if we've learned it from uh, competition, you know, it's a good thing for us. You know, we we benefit just like, you know, how the only game in town to put stuff on your iPod was the iTunes. And now you've got a huge amount of choices now like the Amazon Music Store, which is great. It's cheaper and it's DRM free. You got e-music. So, you know, the iPhone and the App Store being the only game out there for people, you know, other than Windows Mobile, which let's just be honest, is awful. Right. Um, if we have a, a good competitor to the iPhone, it's only going to make the iPhone better. It's only going to make the App Store better. So this is good. Yes, it is. Now, the thing is, is people are asking in the chat room, can we get an update on the iPhone app um, with uh, gspn.tv? There is no update. Uh, Apple has not backed down. In fact, uh, it seems that a- Apple is taking a, even a stronger stance. Um, after I we last recorded two weeks ago about the what they have done with my application, there's another application called Podcaster, and uh, they have also denied it. And it, it appears that they consider it to be something that may possibly compete with something that they already have that's offered, and they don't want anything like that. Uh, they still have not answered the fact of you know how there are two exactly identical applications to mine in the store, uh, and mine is not. And so, um, you know, I, I'm not letting it die out right now. Unfortunately, I've been well, no, not unfortunately, but fortunately, I've been busy with some other really wonderful things going on. Uh, but yeah, it, it it's frustrating to say the very least. Well, it looks like it. Um I just got this from the unauthorized Apple weblog. It looks like Apple rejected another app from the App Store because it considers it too similar to one of Apple's own apps. 
and thus would cause uh, quote-unquote user confusion. Uh, the app's a front-end for Gmail called Mail Wrangler, and it allows you to check uh, a bunch of Gmail accounts at once. Uh, it also offers a similar interface uh, like uh, Gmail's uh, iPhone-optimized website. It's a lot like uh, MailPlane on the desktop. And, you know, Cliff, I, I'm really thinking that this, is, this could um, be a reason why we're not seeing a native Gmail or a native Google Calendar app. Yeah, because they're blocking it. May, it. Con- yeah, because it may confuse people with their built-in calendar calendar app. I think yeah, you and I have you and I talked about this two weeks ago. It, it's awful. It's stupid. Yep. Um, and it's, this is it is it, it is definitely tarnishing my own personal view of Apple as a company mm-hmm. as a whole. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. This is. You know, we, we we could talk about this all night. Yeah. Um, now, wh- the guy who did, who did make podcasters kind of came up with this kind of gray area workaround. Mm-hmm. And what you can do if you develop an application and you've paid your $99 and you've been accepted and all that stuff, you can do an ad hoc application mm-hmm. uh, where you can, you know, you can distribute it out to 100 people. Right. And what he's doing is, is uh, he can't charge for it because that's against the terms of service. But what he's doing is asking for a $9.99 uh, donation. And what he'll do is then, you know, add your system to the to the apps list. And after he reaches a hundred, then he makes a couple changes in the in the application, and then he could distribute it out to another one hundred people. Right. They, so they, they now could, I'm sure Apple's going to put the hammer down on this. Yep. Yeah, people are asking if I wouldn't be willing to do the same thing that they're doing. It personally, I think that that is against what what Apple. Uh, I, I mean that that one's pretty clear that that Apple's going to be against that and oppose that and and I don't want to create any problems. Number one for myself, for my company, or for yeah, my or for you don't my users. Charge for it either that your yeah. your your whole goal was never to charge for it. Yeah, my application was supposed to be free, uh, so definitely don't want to do that. However, for those of you who are jailbroken, I will let you know my developer uh, is making that available in the entertainment category of the jailbroken place wherever that is out there speaking uh, of jailbreaking yeah i jailbroke my 2.1 phone this weekend really i did and it was super easy for those who want to do it there's a program you can do you can download called quick and it's made by those fine folks at the iphone dev team uh-huh. um and uh yeah it's it's super easy man it took literally 10 minutes to do i didn't have to reinstall anything i didn't have to update any applications it works great, and you can download. You know that program, Quick. That's Q I K. That allows yes. you to broadcast live video. Yeah. Ever since I saw that on the Nokia N ninety five, I was like, oh man, I you know I would love to have something like that. And they've got it for jailbroken iPhones. And does it work good? Works great. Now, since I'm on edge, if I'm out and about, you know, at like my parents' house or my in laws or whatever, right. I can't use it well because it doesn't. It can't capture that data but if you have a a 3g iphone it works awesome if i'm on wi-fi it works awesome so is the sound good it's okay it's a little low Uh but the video comes comes by great if you start up a a quick session it'll if you have a tumblr account it'll automatically post it to your tumblr account when it's done it'll also send a tweet out if you use twitter Uh it's really really cool and uh so i jailbroke it for that reason and also of course i love my nintendo emulator and um What's the other thing I, I got? Um, oh, I can't. Oh, uh, it's a program called Scum VM that lets you play the old LucasArts adventure games like uh, Day of the Tentacle and things like that. So, so um, 
it's the, the, the applications aren't nearly as is bountiful as they were before the app store opened, but there's still some really, really cool things that, that Apple will never ever let on the app store. Okay, so a couple questions here. Um sure. let's see here. First uh, question is now that you have jailbroken your phone, are you no longer able to purchase things from the Apple Store? Uh, nope, I can still purchase things from the Apple Store. You so you can still download and purchase and update apps from Absolutely. iTunes. Yep. Absolutely. You just can't update using the app using the iTunes, right? Yeah, whenever the next version of the iPod software or the I'm sorry, the iPhone software comes out, I'm either going to have to one just restore my phone, which isn't a huge deal, it's not a deal breaker. Um or wait a couple of days for the update to clear phone. Right. And then they'll just, you know, I'll just do it that way. Gotcha. And that sounds really interesting. In fact, I'm I'm like, if you say yes to this next question, I probably will have a jailbroken iPhone by the end of this evening. Okay. All right. On this quick application, when when it you said that it'll post it to um, to Tumblr automatically. If you have, does it allow you to take that recorded video and embed it into your own personal blog as well? It does. Wow. Dude. And a, a, jail, a jailbreaking is completely reversible. All you need to do is just restore your phone. Uh-huh. Uh, the thing on the old iPhone, like like I have and like you had, is you can unlock it. Okay. Um, but for three G phones, you you can't unlock. Uh, you know, during the setup process, it'll ask you, "Are you a legitimate iPhone user?" Okay. And if you just answer yes, all it does is jailbreak. It's completely reversible. It, I haven't had any uh, stability issues or anything like that. It's been absolutely perfect. That dude, I I'm jailbreaking tonight. What what is the website address? Or, uh, or what's let it me called? Find, it's, a, it's called. Well, there there is a a pwnage tool, but it's called uh, Quick Pwn, and I will get you the address right now keep on talking and okay I'll, uh, well I'm, uh, yeah i'm looking it up on online here so quick pone or jailbreak uh let's see here jailbreak iphone um but yeah if if nothing else we'll uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and do it and and i just number one I, I'm, I'm tired of them telling me what i can and cannot do with my own application or with my own uh iphone you know and and obviously I want to be able to in, install and use my own thing, and I've, I also want to use Quick. I want to be able to, to stream live video, and since I have a 3G phone, that's like one of the biggest things that I want to do. Right. So, uh, and you're saying that I can still use, I can still purchase and download and use everything that I could before uh, on the App Store that's a, that's out there. Absolutely, dude. I am so doing this tonight. <laughs> I am doing this tonight. You, I'm gonna, and of course, then I'll I'll be able to tell people, you know, because if I'm not mistaken, my applica- my uh, iPhone application developer said he was gonna put my my uh, GSPN.TV application out there in the jailbroken community, and if it works well, and if it works good, uh, and there's no problems, I'll I'll maybe do some video screencast of this and uh, or video of of me jailbreaking my phone so people can see how it works and stuff like that. Yeah, the one I downloaded was it I got it from the Pirate Bay, which it's part of their official seed, so Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at iPhonehacks.com slash jailbreak underscore iPhone and it says quick pwn P W N 
version 2.1 for, for iPhone firmware 2.1 for Windows users released. Uh, yeah, there's I, a there's I a mean, Mac version. Uh, yeah, if you scroll down uh, a little bit further, it'll say Quick Poem 1.1 for the Mac, and that that's the one you use. It's <laughs> the the actual update software that runs on your Mac is hilarious. It's got like these old timey kind of fonts, and it's it's it will hold your hand through it. It is so easy to do. I'm I'm looking. I see iPhone Dev Team release Ponage 2.1 and Quick Pwn 1.1, which supports iPhone firmware 2.1. Yep, that's what you want to use. Is that the one I want to use? And you don't need cool. to download any of the other things. It'll automatically grab what it needs. Just just download the actual program itself. Gotcha. Awesome. I will be doing that after we're done here. I'm going to have. <laughs> awesome, I will, man. I will be streaming live video. That is going to be awesome. How sweet is that, man? That is awesome. It, you know, that's going to be, it's going to be fun. Like I said, it's always, you know, obviously if if we're GSPN and Help I Got a Mac are, are not saying that, you know, if, if you're a newbie guy, if you just got your phone, if you're not real familiar with computers, probably don't recommend you doing it because if something does go wrong, Apple can't help you. That's right. You will be breaking your warranty and everything else if something does happen. Now, if, uh, like, you know, if you have to take your phone into the store and you can re- you can restore it, then Apple won't know and you're good to go. Yeah, well. Look at me playing the bad guy here. This is awesome. Dude, you know, the th- you know what it is. I, I, I honestly believe, and of course, like I said, I, I won't go the whole other route of releasing things, you know, on a, on, you know, trying to work around that, that whole 100, um, uh, ad hoc thing that was for professors in school and iPhone developing teams and stuff like that. I mean, they created right. it for a clear purpose, but, uh, you know, Hey, there, there's an entire community of people out there that are opening this project up, I guess, through this iPhone dev team. And, and you know, it, it's just clear that, that it ought to be open there. There's just no way it shouldn't be. So, right. you know, I, I can understand, I can understand if it, you know, if there's some kind of application out there that, um, you know, may contain viruses, I understand the need to block that out. You know, I even understand them taking the the tethering away because of a contract with AT&T. You know, AT&T, you know, they're obviously in the business to make money. And if they think that, you know, charging people extra money for, you know, to be able to use your phone as a modem. I mean, that that's their God given right as a business to to charge for that. But for for Apple to say, you know, I'm not going to let you do an application because eh, it's, you know what, I personally or we as a company just don't think that the community is going to find any value in this because, well, it already du- duplicates. And oh, by the way, our users are so stupid that this might confuse them. That's exactly what they've said. Yeah, pretty much. You know, our users are so stupid that if you give them another calendar on top of our calendar, well, they're just not, that's just going to like make them go crazy. Uh, well, here's the thing, you know, if you, it, that's fine, but give me the functionality that I want in that calendar then. Right. Right. No doubt. And give me my access to my Google calendar. By the way, since since I am going to be I are jailbreaking, I think I've seen something out there for uh, the I, for Google Calendar, haven't I? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I'm almost positive I have. Uh, let me just do a quick search here for uh, jail. <laughs> one of the things broken. one of the things you can you can uh, get if you went to jailbreak your phone is called uh, 
what is it? Uh, iPhone modem, which does a lot, thing, a lot of the same things that NetShare does. Only better, I hope. Uh, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I haven't used it. Jailbroken <laughs> iPhone, um, uh, Google Calendar. Because before th- there was a, there was a web post saying you know thirty you know there are thirty applications why it's worth breaking your jail your or jailbreaking your phone. And uh, to do wirelessly sync Google Calendar with your mobile devices, iPhone, 30 apps for jailbroken iPhones and iPod touches right here. We put together this list. Let me uh, see if I can find it here real quick. Keep in mind, once they moved to the 2.0 software, a lot of those applications were broken. Yeah, but, the uh, you know, the Google app or that Google Calendar is going to be something that's so huge that they'll, they'll fix it again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, it is called uh, Nemu Sync. Nemu Sync? N E M U S T E C H dot com. It's, so it's uh, nemustech.com slash iPhone, and it's called Numus Sync or whatever. And it is supposedly going to allow you to. Um, uh, wirelessly sync your calendar. I, d- I don't know. I have to look into it, but uh, I-, I definitely believe that somebody had to have built something like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had to have. So, anyway. <sighs> I'm excited. I can't wait now. <laughs> so, yeah, what else is going on in Apple? Well, finally, the final news story from the day, and we got some uh, you know comments and stuff that people have. Um, there is a uh, a widely rumored Apple product that may be doing uh, debuting in mid October uh, under the code name quote the brick. Okay. And a lot of people are speculating that it might refer to a form factor of a product, you know, kind of like the Apple TV is kind of brick shaped and things like that. But uh, a site called Mackenstein has a different take. It's the Windows Breaker, like you know, you throw a brick into a window and it breaks it. Okay. And uh, people are speculating that. Apple may have a plan to pull a significant market share away from Microsoft, either using this magic product or this is just like a plan of action and they're going to slash prices on everything or do something crazy like license the OS or even, you know, how we, we talked back in the day that it would be cool if you could just pop in any, any Windows app application into the operating system and it will natively run it through like Wine or something like that. So there's this discussion out this brick thing is going to be huge and it's really going to you know kind of drop the bomb on on windows well that sounds very interesting no matter what it is yeah exactly so i guess we'll find out in mid-october what this is about very very cool hey uh wayne henderson sent us an email uh let us know that he upgraded to version 2.2.1 of his iphone by the way my backing up and syncing now that i've upgraded lightning fast thank goodness awesome isn't it yes i'm having hardly any um necessary uh restores of the phone applications are not crashing nearly as much um occasionally i'll still have one hang but uh it it seems to almost have cleared up just about everything uh very 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 happy with with the version 2.1 of the south floor on the iphone um but uh, oh, one thing Wayne said is that his iWish list was every time they he had to upgrade to the newest firmware, it would always rearrange all his icons. And he says it sure would be nice if they would just like take a snapshot of where in the heck those things are and quit moving them around. 
And he said on this time around, when he went upgraded to 2.1, uh, all his applications uh, stayed on the right pages. Yeah, it's so, uh, they've seen to fix a lot of issues. So that is very cool. All right, cool. we have two voicemails from the same guy, of course, our good friend up in Alaska, Alaska Brad. Cliff, Chris, good day to you gentlemen. Alaska Brad from, or for the Help I Got a Mac podcast, of course. Cliff, I wanted to share with you also another freeware program. I know you can't, you don't need like two or three, uh, you know, file size programs, but uh, the one I downloaded is called What Size? And what I like about that program is it gives like a hierarchical uh, with the largest amount. So uh, the biggest, you know, as far as gigs, then it breaks down into the megabytes. And, uh, but you can really drill down. The reason I had to use it is my, uh, I actually backed up my hard drive on my hard drive and uh, had like maybe two gigs left and freaked me out so i downloaded it found what size and saw that i had duplicated my hard drive and uh just dragged it off to the trash can and thankfully it was the copy not my real hard drive and uh it worked okay uh i am actually in the process as well of uh researching i guess for macbooks two screws and you can pull out your hard drive and pop in a new one uh I'm looking at uh, getting a 300 gig for about $200 installed. So uh, that's at a retail store here in Wasilla. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm looking into getting that done. Uh, anyways, take care. Bye. All right, Brad, thank you so much for calling in and uh, letting us know about what size. And of course, what was the one you told me about uh, a couple weeks ago there, Chris? Oh, I can't remember. Ah, uh, um, anyway, similar program. You know, get in there and tell you what the size of different things on your folder are, and stuff like that. And I want to just tell you, it it was amazing. Helped me out, and of course, it helped my friend DG out, a uh, guy who co-hosts the About the Church podcast. So, uh, anyway, any anything you can do to get in there and find out what's all on your hard drive, where it's all at, and and where the arteries are being clogged, uh, then basically. Uh, you can go in and, and start freeing up some space. I just want to let people know uh, that I've been doing a little technology news blogging myself uh, whenever I see something that really interests me and also been doing some tech tips on my blog over at podcastanswerman.com, podcastanswerman.com. And if anybody's interested in checking that out, right now the hot story that I'm on is, did you see Leo Laporte has completely lost everything, all his data from Twitter? dot tv and twit live and leoville in oh. his forums no yeah he lost it all um he had some back old backups of the site and he finally got it up and running over the weekend but uh he lost his raid five uh everything that was on all his all his discs completely com- wiped out oh no I'm, I'm reading it now i thought he had all that stuff backed up on like carbonite or something yeah <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, go go to podcastanswerman.com and if you click under tech tips or actually, well, as I'm recording this, it's the most recent thing up there. But the, the blog title is what do you use for data backup? And of course, I show all the Twitter messages from Leo Laporte as a screen capture there. And uh, I talk a little bit about, you know, my thoughts on on backup and how I need to get better at it and how what's happened to Leo is a good reminder to us all. 
And then I talk about, you know, some of the things I'm looking into, such as the Amazon S3 with a service called Jung, a program called Jungle Disk and Mosey Backup and Carbonite. And, uh, you know, just basically what I've done is I've just kind of dumped my thoughts on the whole subject into a blog entry. And there's a pretty healthy conversation going on. Uh, in the comments section. So, so far, I uh, just put it out this morning and already nine comments on there. And so if you guys want to read what some people are saying about backup, what they're using, uh, you want to share what you're using, please do so and and put links to whatever it is you're using and stuff like that. Jo- just join the conversation over there and, and keep an eye on the blog over at podcastanswerman.com. Uh, I'm trying to get a little bit more up to date and uh, keeping it up to date um, on, on a consistent basis now. Yes. What's anything else new with you, Chris? Anything you want to share out there? Tell people about? No, I got nothing, man. All right. Well, I'm just working on share this. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for you guys. I I'm, I, I can't wait to see this new uh, beta that you guys are working with with the share box and and seeing how that's going to work and stuff like that. So, I would definitely be interested if you need somebody else to kind of play around with it. Sounds good, man. And uh, we just want to say this podcast, of course, is brought to you by the awesome power of the membership that is Plus Members. Uh, We want to thank you. Uh, There is a group of people out there right now, 146 people strong, who have gone to gspn.tv slash plus and signed up to support and uh, help maintain this content that we consistently put out for you guys uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, reading about it over at gspn.tv slash plus, that'd be awesome. I uh, want to be able to continue to bring this content to you. Uh, with that said, Chris, uh, we've, I know you got some things coming up on the schedule. Is next week a show, a week that you're here or not here? I can't remember. I will not be. I'll be flying back from Las Vegas. All right. So if anybody's out there listening to me right now, if you would like to be a guest host our guest co-host on we go. the Help I Got a Mac show, email me sometime before uh, Friday so that I can get that set up and we can talk about what is necessary for you to be able to do that with me. That will be awesome. And uh, so that is uh, the 29th, which is next Monday. So if anybody out there is interested in coming in as a guest co-host, you'll need a Skype connection. Just email me, cliff at gspn.tv. And uh, we'll talk more about it. Chris, thank you so much, man. All right, brother. I am going to go and jailbreak my phone. Yes, do it. All right. Take it easy, man. I chose the really long music. (laughs) You want to say anything else? We got like 10 more seconds. Um, no. All right. I have nothing. (laughs) I have nothing either. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. I'll just talk like this for just another second and say, we're out of here. Bye.